0: Day 272, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Okay, Romans chapter five through eight. All right, this is probably, I remember being in seminary or in class and my professor said, this is the most important class you'll ever take. (laughs) in the history of your seminary experience and it's just his point was like these are very important chapters right yeah. like these are these really get to the heart of uh what Christ has done and what that means for us as Christians as we walk through this life right and so he'll start off chapter 5 and say yo therefore since we have been justified by faith that basically summarizes everything I've said until now right. that's the main point bro right. like you, we've been since since that's true these are the implications of that, right. right? We have peace with God, well-being with Him. We are no longer His enemies, right? Um, and then He'll say, like, "Yo, we also have this. Um, we also have this hope, right? right. In, the, in the coming glory of God, and we rejoice and boast in that hope. But we also boast in our afflictions. We also right. boast in all these things because it only drives us deeper into our hope. Right. right? They only serve our hope. And then He'll say, "Yo, and then this hope is not unfounded." because God's love has been poured out to our hearts in the Holy Spirit. And that's not just something subjective. It's objective, right? right. Like God proved his love when Christ died at the cross. And so Paul is just going in, going in, going in. Yeah. But again, he roots it all in the work of Christ that's yeah. been done for us. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. One of the greatest demonstrations of uh, God's love for us, right? is not just that he died for us, but Paul's gonna say, but he died for us when we were still sinners, right? Mm, and so this mm, gives mm-hmm. us a freedom and a hope that we can be who we are. There's no pretending, there's no trying to fix yourself up. It's no Jesus died for you when you were a sinner. He knew yeah. what he was getting into. He didn't get <laughs> finagled or bamboozled. He didn't come home and say, wait ah, a minute, dang. <laughs> right? He knew it. And 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 that just gives us freedom and this hope. And mm-hmm. I love like chapter five. Because basically what Paul's going to get at towards the end, he Mm -hmm. starts to get into this thing where it's like he brings up Adam and Christ. And he's like, his point here is, look, righteousness, it doesn't come about by your resolve, by your Mm -hmm. acts. Righteousness is something that is reserved for you. It's an inheritance, right? Mm -hmm. So as he brings up Adam and Christ, He's going to juxtapose them and say, look, 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 you've really got to understand them. If you understand them, then you get a sense of what God's trying to do. And you can get a sense of like you, right? So, mm-hmm. so it's like this, Yeah, Adam, through his one act of disobedience, passed on unrighteousness to all of us, right? So the main thing is this, like Ke- Keith you're not a sinner because you've done acts of sin. It's not like Keith came out of the womb and Keith was fine. And then the first time that Keith sinned, ah, let's put the stamp on him. Keith is a sinner. What mm-hmm. he's trying to get at here is, no, 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 look, look. You are a sinner and therefore you sin. Your actions yeah, explain yeah. your Absolutely. inheritance, what you are. And so he's like, all right, look, that takes place with Adam. Mm-hmm. But if that's the system that's set up, if that's how things work, then Mm -hmm. guess what? Christ comes through and Christ obeys so that everybody that comes after him, that puts their faith in him, inherits the righteousness. So Mm -hmm. in the same way you're not a sinner because of the individual acts of sin that you've done, it's not like you do good deeds and now God stamps you and you're righteous. Mm -hmm. It's a righteousness that Paul talks about has been inherited by... uh, you from Christ. And mm. now the righteous acts that you do are explained by who you are, who you've been transformed
0: to be. Mm, absolutely. I love that, man, because it's like, yo, Paul is going to say that God deals with people on the basis of two people, right? right. It's either you're in Adam or that's you're good. in Christ, right? And uh yeah, people would say like, man, that's unfair for Adam sin I wasn't there. I didn't right. do it. Right, right. But he's like, yo, look check my argument. If that's not fair, then Christ's work ain't fair. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the, the analogy will break down. Right. And so that's excellent um how you brought that out, bro. Yeah. Uh, and so here's how, bro,
1: as we get into six, yeah. here's how you know somebody's really starting to get it. When mm-hmm. you break that down, here's how you know that somebody's really starting to understand just what you said. How unfair grace is. Because mm-hmm. their first thing is like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, If that's true. that's excellent with this. Yeah. Then that just means that it don't matter what I do. I can just sin all the time because I'm in Christ. And Paul foresees it. Paul's like, ah, now you're starting to get it. And then Paul's <laughs> going to start in the verse. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Chapter six, verse one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Because it's like, I thought about it like, Oh, it's like that, Paul? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, good. I'm good regardless. <laughs> ain't no, ain't nothing. <laughs> right. And he's like. Yo, should we continue a sense of the grace of God? Absolutely not. Right. Right. Like, and what he's saying here is he's going to go into this big argument and say that, listen, you know, because of the fact that Christ did this, you are united to him. Right. So, in other words, when Christ died, when you place your faith in Christ, when Christ died in a weird way 2000 years ago, John died. died. Yeah. And when Christ raised, you raised. right? Right. Like, it's 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 so mind-boggling. In other words, he's saying, like, you if you say that, you really don't get it still. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, like, right. And and what he's gonna say is, like, no, no, no. When a person dies, sin ain't got no more power, right? Like, if I die right now, I ain't struggling with sin no more. Right. He's saying, Yo, like, same way, like Christ died, he's gonna make this analogy, and he died to sin. And then he raised, though. He said, No, even better than that, though, he raised and he lives to God, and Man. he's not gonna die again. Right. So, in other words, Because you raised with him, you live to God as well. The power of sin, Paul is going to say, has been broken in your life. This is what theologians would call definitive sanctification. At the moment Christ raised and you came to faith, sin, the power of it was broken in your life. Not that you may not not still struggle or mess up or make a mistake, but you actually have power over it because of what Jesus did, not because of Yeah, union with Christ.
1: Like that is the thing. That is the heartbeat. You have to understand yes. that you are united with Christ in mm-hmm. in the sense that it's like what is true of Christ mm-hmm. now becomes true of you, right? So yeah. it's like he died. So mm-hmm. in one sense, like you have that—that di- That is true of you. you you're you dead to sin. That's what he's going to say in Romans 6. But he's mm-hmm. raised to walk in newness of life. You are raised to to yes. walk in a new way of life, that when God looks down on you, God doesn't see your sin. God sees mm-hmm. the righteousness of Christ. And so mm-hmm. the hinge point is Romans 6, 11, where he says, no, look, all right, this is how you live. You have to consider yourselves mm-hmm. dead to sin and alive okay. to, to God. Yeah, and, and and so the rest of this section, is he's kind of gonna show us how to do that, how
0: we consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to Christ. But briefly though, he does say like, yo, don't offer yourselves to sin as weapons of unrighteousness. So he will go and say like, yo, we all have this spiritual uh, kind of Stockholm syndrome, right? right? So he goes and say like, yo, like you've been set free from the slavery of sin, yeah. but you can still offer yourselves right. to sin, yeah. right? And you will become a slave of the one whom you obey. Right. So he'll allude to like the Exodus, right? Where they came out of slavery. It was free, free, free. right. But they wanted to still be slaves. They yeah. say, yo, let's go back right. to Egypt, right. right? And so we can... Uh, spiritually try to go back to Egypt Paul is saying Right. when we give ourselves over to sin in yeah. other words like sin isn't done away and it's like we haven't reached perfection We this is not heaven right, right. we haven't uh, fully received the fullness of our salvation and so we can still give ourselves to sin Paul says it doesn't do that don't do that you are now slaves right. to righteousness amen yeah, amen. yeah. and so uh, Romans 7 comes and yeah difficult passage but I think the main thing uh that Paul is going to try to say is you know he'll say we died in relation to the law, and he'll yeah. say that that's true, basically you know the law didn't die, but we did right, and right. so the law is still holy, righteous, and good, but the law cannot um our flesh and the law don't go together again in making us righteous right right and so he'll go on to say like yo, we needed Christ to do that mm-hmm. right like Christ is the one who uh fulfills the law on our behalf, uh, you know, actually fulfills the righteous requirement of the law, he'll say in Romans 8, but also takes the penalty of the law Right? in Romans 8. And so he'll say, yo, like, man, like, it wasn't effective. In other words, like, because of our flesh, like, the law incited sin, right? Right. Like, it's it's like, yo, (laughs) you tell a kid, hey, man, don't Don't touch that. that stove. Ah, let me see what it's like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right it's something in us i, I wouldn't have cared about it if you didn't tell me don't touch
1: it but now that you told me don't there's an opportunity that i have to mm-hmm. just something inside of me yearns for somebody else not to be
0: lord of what mm-hmm. i do right mm-hmm. yeah. in other words like the law couldn't transform our nature right right yeah and so just telling people to do things doesn't transform them right, right. but christ does and so he'll even talk about um you know the way in which uh christ takes on humanity and i heard a uh, um early church father say that uh, the unassumed mm. is the unhealed right so christ mm. takes on flesh to in a sense heal flesh right, right? Mm. and so uh now we don't perfectly live that out uh all the way but one day we will right. uh when our actual mortal bodies uh are raised yeah. to new life at the end of seven you have this
1: wrestle right and yeah debated on what it is but the clear thing is it is this wrestle with Mm -hmm. an attempt to live righteous but sin abounding and there's this back and forth one of the things that i love man is you read through here and i think in these like eight verses you have the word i or me like 20 something times and you see this Mm -hmm. battle of you know the things i want to do i can't but the things that i do and i and Mm -hmm. just back, back and forth and then it just ends and it's like, yo, oh, wretched man that I am, who is going to save me from this body of death? And yeah. then the words I and me are thrown out mm-hmm. uh, because it's not about you or your resolve. It's Christ, right? But thanks be to God um, through Christ our Lord. So then with my mind, I'm serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. 8. one, it says this, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus because Amen. the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death and chapter 8 is going to talk about how mm-hmm. we live by the spirit this new yeah. way of life and i just yeah man there's just so many big themes mm-hmm. uh yeah in here uh but you know one of the biggest one just the concept that you need to grasp is chapter 8 11, right? That what Paul's going to say is this, no, no, look, this is how unified you are with Christ. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, what he's saying is that lives in you, right? Not mm-hmm. less of it, not a different one, not a JV spirit, but the same mm-hmm. spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in, in in you. So there was this one scholar that said, man, when Jesus was on earth, Uh, you know, Jesus showed us what God is like, but Jesus also taught us how to be human. And that is living your entire life dependent on the spirit of God. And what Paul's saying is you've got access to that same spirit, right? So you've got to throw even just this mindset and that vocabulary out of your mind. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't Right. uh, uh, mm. conquer, yeah, porn. I can't stop uh, these outbursts of anger. I can't mm. stop this rage. I can't stop this impatience. I can't stop, ch- I, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, mm. That is just untrue, right? Yeah, yeah. The spirit, the very spirit that lifted Jesus up out of the grave is what mm. you have inside of you, Christian, and, mm. and what Paul's saying is, man, you've got the privilege and the freedom and the hope to mm. live out
0: of that power. Mm. Absolutely. And what Paul is getting at, man, is that because we have that spirit, he's already raised us up spiritually mm. and we're going to be raised up physically like Christ. Right. And mm. so, you know, Paul's going to say, yo, man, like glory is coming. Right? right. Like I consider the sufferings of this time are not worth comparing to the glory that's going to be revealed. In other words, like I've said this before, the disappointments, right? The struggles in this Mm. life are no match, right? right? The depths of the disappointments in this life are no match for the height of God's blessing that we will receive in the next, right? Right. Mm. And it's like, yo, the the Holy Spirit um, that lives in us is going to bring our bodies to life. And, you know, we groan while we're here, right? We groan, creation groans. And it says the Spirit even groans Within us, right, right, because we all want the new creation. We all want full communion with God. We all want everything to be made right. And Paul is like, "Yo, like, it will, yeah, right." He yeah. could speak in the past tense and say that we've already been glorified. It's it's really already done. Right, like, it's already happened technically. It's finished. We just haven't experienced it yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's coming. yeah, Just want to put this last
1: piece in there too. Uh, If when we think about salvation and glory and what Christ has done, if we only think about him saving humans from the penalty of their sin and uniting us with Christ, that is true. uh, Mm -hmm. But also, it's too small. Paul's going to say, nah, there's a cosmic scope to this gospel, right? That uh, it was sin introduced into the world that caused all creation to break down. And what Paul's saying is, nah, Jesus is going to undo all of that. So there is a bigness and a grandness. Like creation is groaning, waiting for Jesus to finish his work. And when he does it, uh, he's going to reverse the effects of the curse as far as they're found. And that's the hope that we wait for. And that's why Paul at the end is going to say, yo, all things work together for good for those that are called according to his purpose, that we're mm-hmm. it, part of the winning team. And so regardless of what goes on, um, every obstacle is gonna turn out to be, uh, or to
0: have a glorious outcome. Amen. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Yeah. Father, we thank you uh, for the work of your son uh, that is applied to the world and to the creation by your spirit, God. We ask that we will remember that you're doing something so much yes, bigger God. than just us. Uh, But at the same time, you prioritize us as we receive this new life first. God, we just ask that we would look to Jesus uh, who has gone before us and who the whole world uh, follows in his footsteps. Uh, In Christ's name we pray. Amen.